0: No matter what's happening to you, no matter how hard life is getting, you have a big brother. You have the Lord Jesus Christ that cares about you and is able to take care of your situation,
1: if you'll let him. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Welcome back to In Grace.
0: I'm Jim Scudder, and today we're studying more of your Bible questions and giving you the biblical answers. Today we are going to be answering a question, are we Jesus' brothers? And it's actually a good question because we're children of God, are we brothers of Jesus? So I'll give you the biblical answer for that. Uh, Somebody said, do our loved ones in heaven see us uh, here on this earth? That's an interesting one. And uh, I'll give you some scriptures about that. And then someone said, hey, I heard there's more than 66 books in the Bible. They probably heard that on History or Discovery Channel. And I'll tell you why there are only 66 books in the Bible. Another one said, are there going to be Bibles in heaven? Great question. I love that. And then uh, somebody asked, what's my favorite Bible verse? So these are Bible questions that we're going to be answering today. I hope that Uh, You're excited about the Bible, as excited as I am about the Bible. I'm also excited because this entire answer series is available for you to purchase here at Ingrace. And you can go to our website, ingraceradio.com, ingraceradio.com, or call us at 1 800 78 Grace. 1 800 78 Grace. Some of you prefer to write to us. Our mailing address is Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. We have a trip to Israel coming up in February. Uh, we have another one coming up in February of 2025. And our trip next year coming up is probably full, but the 2025 is wide open. If you'd like to go to Israel with Ingrace, we'd love to take you and show you this incredible land. More information is on our website at Ingraceradio.com. The next question: Are we Jesus brothers? Since the moment we accept Jesus as our Savior and are adopted by the King Almighty God, if we are children of God and Jesus is his son, are we siblings of Jesus? That's a curious question. I really never thought of it that way. Are we children of Jesus? Are we brothers, are children of God the Father, are we brothers of Jesus? Let me say this very clearly. Jesus is God, okay? Okay. And we are not, nor will we ever be. Okay, so just keep that in mind. When we say things like, I'm the brother of Jesus, some cults have actually used that and said, Jesus was actually born as the son of God. So they look at Jesus was born, he was then the son of God. No, Jesus was always the son of God. You say, well, in John 3, it says, only begotten, right? Well, that doesn't mean he was born. That means that he is a one of a kind that word is actually monogenus monogenus is the greek word for begotten which means mono is one genus is kind so he's one of a kind and he's the son in relation to the unity of the godhead the trinity the father son and spirit so some cults have said well jesus is born and then all of us are born and we're all gods well we're not we won't ever be gods but the bible actually does say that we are children of God. So let's look at those. And by the way, John ten thirty, Jesus says, I and my father are one. He's equating himself to divinity. He claimed clearly that he was God. Now, when we come to faith in Jesus Christ, the Bible says we're adopted into God's family. Galatians 4, 4, it says, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. He came to fulfill the law because we couldn't. The moral law that the whole world is under Don't kill, don't covet, don't lust, all of those moral laws. And then he also fulfilled the ceremonial and religious laws. He kept the law. He never broke anything. So he was made under the law to redeem them, verse 5, that were under the law. Who's under the law? All of us. So Jesus came to redeem us. God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive, what? The adoption of sons. This is pretty amazing. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So when we receive by faith Jesus, who died and rose again, God died for us. He fulfilled the law. He died for us. And he offers salvation as a gift. When we receive that by faith, we have the spirit of God in us. And when it says in our hearts, it means our innermost person, not our pump, but the Spirit of God lives in us, and Jesus, through the Spirit, is in us. It's incredible. Now we can cry, Abba, Father. We can have an intimate relationship with the eternal God. We are adopted. We can cry, Abba, Abba. In Israel, you'll hear the Jewish kid saying, Abba, Abba. You'll hear the Arab kid saying, Abba, Abba. I just love hearing that. Daddy. Daddy. Wherefore, thou art no more servant, verse 7, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. This is incredible. Hebrews 2.11 says, For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one. So we are one with the Lord Jesus, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them, what? Brethren. This is as if you're born and you have a brother or a sister. And the Lord Jesus calls you brother. And we receive the spirit of adoption. We are adopted by God. Now, Again, we gotta be careful with this, but let me tell you a little story. My dad was growing up, he had a little brother, my Uncle David. My Uncle David was getting picked on in school. My dad wasn't necessarily big in stature, five, eight, nine, at that time, pretty thin in high school. Not a big person in stature, but a big personality. And he had that in high school, and he found out that some kids were picking on his little brother. I won't tell you exactly what my dad did. I will tell you that they stopped picking on my Uncle David. It is awesome to have a powerful, kind, big brother. And that's what we have in Jesus Christ. Isn't that awesome? So no matter what's happening to you, no matter how hard life is getting, you have a big brother. You have the Lord Jesus Christ that cares about you and is able to take care of your situation if you'll let him. I'm not sure if Jesus will do exactly what my dad did, but uh, he certainly will take care of the situation. So I think that's an interesting question and I think it's appropriate. And the scripture really lays that out for us. The next question, Hebrews 12, verse 1, do our loved ones in heaven see us, especially big events in our life? I love how these questions have all kind of come together. Now, I did arrange them in a certain order so they would flow, but this is a wonderful question. Do people that have died in Christ that are in heaven right now, are they watching us? Do they see us, especially the big events in our life? This person was referring to Hebrews 12, verse one, where it says, wherefore seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so doth easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Have you ever been in a big stadium full of people and the team that is the home team just did something good and the whole place roars? You've ever been in that situation? I've had that experience a few times. How many of you ever sat in a game in the old Chicago Stadium? Okay, now that was an experience because when the crowd roared in the old Chicago Stadium, the stadium shook, literally. It's a good thing they took that thing down because it was about to come down with the roar of the fans. I wonder if those that have gone on and have seen Jesus Christ with their eyes in the glories and splendors of heaven, and they've had faith, but now they see with their eyes those things that they saw with their faith, wouldn't they be cheering us on? Now, who is this cloud of witnesses? I think you have to take the Scripture in context. I don't think this tells us for sure that those that have gone on in faith are cheering us on. I don't think we can definitively say that. Who are these people? I know for sure you're going to look back in the context in Hebrews 11 is the Christian hall of faith. And you have people like Abel and Enoch and Noah and Abraham and Sarah and Rahab. All these people, some of them you wouldn't expect to find, they're the cloud of witnesses, I do believe. Now does that mean that they're not cheering us on? Does that mean our loved ones aren't cheering us on? I don't know. I'd like to think that they are. I'd like to think that we're in a race and by the way, it does talk about running a race, right, here in the context of Hebrews 12. And they loved sport in that day in the Roman world, and Paul alluded to sport a lot. And he could just picture these runners in this big stadium going around a track, and the crowd is cheering. I promise you this. Your loved ones in faith that have died are cheering you on. They are now seen through perfected eyes. Look at Hebrews 12. This is just a few verses down. In verse 23, it says, To the general assembly, the church of the firstborn, and God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. They are now seeing you and your life through spiritual eyes, and now they understand why certain things have happened to you that seem bad. Now they see the big picture, and I think they are so excited about what you're doing and what you can do for God, and I believe I don't know if they can see us or not, but I believe they have a heart to cheer you on. And I really do believe that. And some people actually think they can see us. I don't know. I don't think we can get that from this text, but I love the imagery. And I know for sure that they want the best for you because now
1: they're seeing through the eyes of perfection. Are you ready for an adventure like no other? Dive into a world of discovery with InGrace's exclusive video series, Ellie's Grand Rafting Adventure. Immerse yourself in the awe-inspiring beauty of the Grand Canyon and uncover the captivating evidence of Noah's flood. This incredible series is yours when you give any amount to InGrace. Simply call 800-78-GRACE or visit ingraceradio.com. When your gift is $35 or more, you'll also receive two additional video series, A Tour of Noah's Ark with Ken Ham. And Ark of Noah, which explores the geological evidence that supports the Bible. For your gift of $100 or more, you can enjoy our entire Creation Series bundle, including eight sensational video series. Call 800-78 Grace or visit ingraceradio.com. That's 800-78 Grace, ingraceradio.com, or write to P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois 60047. Don't miss out on this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com.
0: Next question. How can we know for sure that there are only 66 books in the Bible? I recently heard about more books. That's a really good question, right? Now, we have this book. It's actually a collection of books. There's 66 books in this Bible. There's 27 in the New Testament. There's 39 in the Old Testament. It's called the canon. The canon means to stand or to rule, okay? So we have a collection of books that have been agreed upon by uh, people that have looked at each of the books and have seen that it has the consistency, it hasn't had error, it has a claim to be from God. And these people have put together these collections of books, and I believe that we have everything that God has written to us in this book. I don't think we have to worry about, uh, what are these other things? National Geographic comes out with the Gospel of Judas. Y'all see that? Gospel of Judas a few years ago. What's the Gospel of Judas? Well, it's actually an ancient book. It's an ancient writing. But here's the problem with the Gospel of Judas. You know, all these books in the Bible all agree with each other. There's no contradiction. The Gospel of Judas says, Judas Iscariot is a hero. Okay, now there's a problem right there, right? He's the one that betrayed Jesus. He hung himself. Okay? Judas Iscariot is singled out as Jesus' greatest disciple. He alone is able to receive Jesus' most profound teaching and revelation. He's actually laughing. Jesus is laughing at the other disciples' prayers and sacrifices. Now, is that consistent with the Scriptures? It is not. Therefore, we conclude that it is an ancient fake, an ancient forgery. It is old. But it's not as old as from the time of Jesus. Scholars agree it's probably 300 or so years after Jesus died. So that's how you do it. You look at it. That's how they did it. You look at it. And I don't think you'll ever have to worry about a book being discovered. The book of Enoch, right? It is known for sure the book of Enoch was not written by Enoch. Enoch was the great-grandfather of Noah. But the book of Enoch is not Scripture. And it is agreed upon by many, many people that it is not Scripture. Now, does that mean that none of these have any value? How about the Apocrypha? What's the Apocrypha? It's a collection of books that is in the Catholic Bible. It was in the King James on the first edition. But in the King James, it wasn't listed as Scripture. It was listed as beneficial writings. There's a big difference between Scripture, thus saith the Lord, it is written, this is from God, and beneficial writings, right? There's plenty of books that you can read that are beneficial. It'll teach you something, but it's not Scripture. So the Apocrypha, Book of Enoch, Gospel of Judas, not Scripture, and we need to treat it as such. Some of them are actual heresies, and we have to be very careful about that. Here's what I know. We have everything we need for life and eternity right here. And I love Psalm 119, verse 89, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And this is the last question for today. The question is, what is your favorite Bible verse and why? Um, If you were to come to me and Karen and say, which of your grandchildren are your favorites? What would we say? (laughs) You can't answer that question, can you? I don't have a favorite Bible verse. I have favorites. So here's a couple that came to mind. 1 John 3, 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Behold, Observe. See it. You've seen it. Help other people see it. What manner of love, the incredible depth of love that Almighty God has bestowed upon us. And now we can be called the sons of God. That will help cure any heart pain that you're having today. Another one of my favorite verses is Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6 say, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. This is the secret of the Christian life. Trust him for salvation, and then once you've done that, trust him every day with all of your heart. Let him, the one that has the answers, help you. Lean not unto thine own understanding. Boy, if we start to just go through life with what we think is right, we're in big trouble. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Last night, my wife and I took a walk. It was dark. We had a full moon, though. I brought a flashlight just in case. But as we were walking in the twists and turns, it was nice to have a flashlight. And that light could help us know that, yeah, that's a creek. We don't want to go there. That's a bridge. We do want to go there. And that's what the Lord wants to do for you in your life every day is be that light and trust in him and rely on him. This one's awesome. 1 Peter 5, 2. Casting all your care upon him. Many people are really adversely affected by depression, by anxiety, and by worry. Here's the solution. Take those things that you have no control over and pass them over to the one that cares and can do something about it. He can do something about it. We don't have any control over some of these things. Do what you can do, but those things that you don't have control over, give that over to the Lord. How do I do that? In prayer, I say, Lord, I'm worried about this situation. There's you know, situations in the life of my wife and I where we're just concerned about things. And when we were raising our kids and we're worried about our kids and you know, that they would serve the Lord and love the Lord and, and all of that. And we would just sometimes have to say, Lord, we've done everything we know to do. Now we're going to give it to you. You can do something with this. We can't. And we're going to give that over to you. And that's a wonderful feeling that passes over us when we cast our cares upon him. For he careth for you. You want my favorite verse? For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Mom did the design on my dad's tombstone and she did a really good job. We have well done on there, the logos of our three ministries, Dr. James Scudder, finished Strong's on there, and then Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. That was his favorite verse. That was a verse that was almost always on the wall behind him when he preached. It was a verse that I will almost always have, I'll just say, always behind me when I preach. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's a verse that he loved. That's a verse that our ancestors loved. I didn't even realize that till we were at a cemetery in Kentucky and we saw a bunch of Scudders and it was on Richard Fowler Scudders' tombstone. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. It's by grace that you're saved through faith. That's my favorite verse. Why? Because we're sinners. We need salvation. We can't save ourselves. It's not by religion. It's not by works. One day we will face death. And if you face death before you've received the gospel, it's too late. You have time, though. You have today. If you've never received by faith Jesus Christ, you can do that right now. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. The penalty of sin is death. That's bad. If we're all sinners, and I think most people admit that you're a sinner. Most people think I'm better than the next guy, but I'm still a sinner, right? Actually, if you're better than the guy next to you, you're probably worse than the other guy next to you, okay? Don't look around. The bottom line is we've all sinned. Some sin more, some sin less, but we all sin. And that sin separates us from God for eternity in a place designed for the devil called hell. But God, who loved us, he loved the world so much that he gave his son to die, Jesus, on the cross for our sins. He was numbered among the transgressors. He never sinned, but he became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Isn't that amazing? How do we receive salvation? Is it by being good? Is it by being repentant and being sorry? Is it by doing good works? No, because you have sinned. The only way to be saved is by believing that Jesus paid for your sins and rose again. It's called the gift. Receive that gift through faith in Jesus. That's what both John 3.16 says. It's by believing. And Ephesians 2.8 and 9, by faith, the same exact Greek word, one's noun, one's a verb. It's by faith. That's what most people miss. They're religious, and they're trying to earn eternal life when God says it's a gift. How do you receive a gift? Just believe. Trust Jesus for your salvation, and you will be saved. And then he is in you through the spirit of God. I think we have a lot of things going for us to live the Christian life today. We have God in us. Of course, that's the big thing. We have the power if we yield to him every day to not sin, to not let those sins that so easily beset us, to lay aside those weights, which aren't necessarily sins, but something that we could be involved in that's keeping us from our main mission. Okay, The Lord will help us with those things. And maybe there's a cloud of witnesses cheering you on to say, keep going, don't quit, don't quit. You're getting near the finish line. But first you have to enter by faith, salvation, by putting your trust in Jesus Christ. If you have yet to receive Jesus, to put your faith in him, to put your trust in him, don't delay. We don't know when our last breath is going to be. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. You say, I've got time. You might not. You might not. Today can be the day of your salvation. If you have questions, please contact us, 1-800-78-GRACE. 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, six zero zero We'll repeat all that in just a moment. When you contact us, make sure you get Ellie's Grand Rafting Adventure. It's a four-part exciting video adventure that shows you the incredible Grand Canyon. It shows you whitewater, me going under the whitewater, uh, and my, my staff, my crew with me. Dr. Andrew Snelling with Andres and Genesis, our geologist expert, He's on the trip showing us that the Grand Canyon could not have been formed by the Colorado River, but by the receding floodwaters of Noah's Flood. So this is really a great video series. You can get it either by DVD or digital download. And what you need to do is make a gift of any amount to this ministry. Your gift will make sure more people hear about Jesus And we're going to thank you by sending you this powerful four-part video adventure series. Ellie's Grand Rafting Adventure can be yours for a gift of any amount. If your gift is $35 or more, I'm going to send you two more exciting videos about Noah's flood and Noah's ark. And we'd love to send you all three of these videos. Then if your gift is $100 or more, We're going to send you what we call the creation video bundle, and this includes exploring God's ocean, a deep dive into the Keys to find the beautiful creatures, corals, turtles, sharks, and a PhD marine biologist to explain it all. We have eight of these creation videos in this bundle, and we would love to send them all to you.
1: Dive into a world of discovery with InGrace's exclusive video series, Ellie's Grand Rafting Adventure. This incredible series is yours when you give any amount to InGrace. When your gift is $35 or more, you'll also receive two more video series about Noah's Flood or get the entire 8-series creation bundle for $100. Call 800-78-GRACE, visit ingraceradio.com or write to P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, Just call us 800 78 Grace or go online ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on Ingrace Radio.